Guidelines Health. Better health begins here. It's time for Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tideland's Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. If you sneeze and cough, have a runny nose and itchy eyes during certain parts of the year, you may have seasonal allergies. With us is Dr. James Turek, a family physician with Tideland's Health. Dr. Turek, thanks for being on with us. So what causes seasonal allergies? Oh, thanks, Bill. The seasonal allergies are caused by the allergens that come out with the plants and trees during different parts of the year. For example, spring is tree pollen time, summer is grasses, and the fall is ragweed. Um, there's also other other triggers to allergies that may be uh, perennial, such as uh, dust mite and pet dander. And pet dander can have a seasonal component, for example, when the pets are shedding and producing more dander in the springtime. Gotcha. So... Is is there such a thing then as a year-round allergy sufferer, or is it mainly a seasonal thing? Um, the, the year-round allergy sufferer usually has some component of a, uh, a dust mite allergy or something else in their environment that they cannot eliminate that they are exposed to on a daily basis that triggers their allergy symptoms. So what are the most common symptoms you see when it comes to allergy sufferers? most common thing we see is uh, runny nose and nasal congestion, itchy eyes, scratchy throat. We'll occasionally see some coughing, um, and uh, the worst of which we'll see is uh, someone that has a cough with an asthmatic component where their immune system just kind of really clamp down their bronchial tubes and cause them to wheeze like an asthmatic. So when is it time for someone to see a doctor then? The best time to see a doctor is if the, uh, the over-the-counter medicines don't work. Um, or you're having breathing issues, then that's the best time to come and see us. When you mention over-the-counter options, for somebody who thinks, geez, I may have allergies, what's the first thing I should turn to or try? Well, some of the really good um, uh, non-drowsy antihistamines are over-the-counter now, two of which are loratadine and sertrazine, and uh, those are just once a day and have really a minimal amount of drowsiness associated. Some of the older ones, such as Benadryl and whatnot, they have uh, a lot of drowsiness, and a lot of times people tend to dose those at nighttime when they're sleeping. So the someone biggest, has tr- tried the over-the-counter items, and it, they just feel it's not working, and they come to you. How do you diagnose them that they have seasonal allergies? Most of it's based on a historical basis. So we'll ask them, uh, what are their symptoms? We'll also ask them, you know, when did they start? Uh, what are they? What are they tried for them? What have they not tried for them? The other things that you can do, too, are actually inspect the tissues. If you roll down their eyelids and you see what we call cobblestoning under the eyelids, you know there's an allergic component there. You can look into the nose and see that the turbinates or, or little pockets in the nose are all fluffed up and red. And in the back of the throat, there can also be some cobblestoning there, which are kind of telltale signs to a, a physician that the allergies are at play here. And what's the most common way for you, then, to treat someone with allergies? Most of the time, I'll try to uh, add something to the antihistamines. There are a couple medicines out there uh, that you can add to the antihistamines to make it more effective. Uh, my, my go-to drug is uh, Montecilast, which I'll add to the antihistamine, and that's, that's a mast cell stabilizer. The mast cells are the cells that are associated with the uh, vigorous part of the allergic response. And so many times... With the uh, antihistamine plus that drug, um, we can get a great response and uh, avoid someone needing to go on steroids or even allergy shots. 
So once you understand, you know, what is causing allergies in that person, is there a way to eliminate them for good from that person, or is it simply a management of the symptoms as best as possible? Uh, the best thing to do is is, is, avo- is avoidance. If, if you have uh, allergies in the springtime, I tell my patients to start their antihistamine a couple weeks before spring starts just to have their system loaded and, and ready for the allergen. Um, if it's something like dust mites, you can buy protective coverings for your um, pillows and, and, and uh, um, mattresses, and those actually are pretty effective at uh, lowering dust mite symptoms. So that's a good point. So can you give us some other tips or strategies that someone can take to avoid allergy triggers? You know, like, is it as simple as I'm not going to go outside, things like that? It could be that simple. It could be as simple as if your um, your HVAC system can handle it, putting in an, uh, a, a, a better filter uh, to, to filter out any allergens. Um, if, if you have to go out and you have a terrible grass allergies, you need to cut the grass like most of us do. You may want to wear a mask out there, and that would help cut down the exposure. I've heard of also like taking a shower before you go to bed, washing your hair, things like that too. That'll get rid of the pollens. Most of the uh, most of the dust is is associated with the nighttime exposure in, in America. Earlier, you're talking about dust mites and pet allergies. Are there other types of triggers for? Allergies, like, you know, in the summertime, if there's a, somebody has like a bonfire and smoke or pine needles in the winter, are there other types of uh, triggers that are not the usual grass, pollen, ragweed? Those are, those are, those are considered irritants and not allergens. And so those, those go, you get a similar response as far as uh, irritated eyes and uh, itchy, itchy nose and whatnot. But the, the, the allergic response, it's a different response. It's more or less... Kind of like if you ever go through the mall and someone's spraying perfume to try, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my, my gosh, my you get congested. That's that's more of a, a mechanical, um, non-allergic response. Okay, so, so that's a reaction to the environment, right? Somebody's burning fragrant candles, and you go in the house, it's like, and, and you get an allergic reaction to it. So that's kind of like based on the environment. It's not that you actually have an allergy, or you're not allergic to that, or is that what it is? You're not allergic to it. You're you're sensitive to it. Just like some some people find the 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 you know the smell of gasoline pleasant. Some people say that's it's very noxious to them. It can be an individual response. For someone listening right now that thinks they may have seasonal allergies, what's the most important thing you can say or counsel to them right now? What should they be doing? Right now, they should be trying to avoid the allergen if they can and taking just a simple over-the-counter. Uh, antihistamine to, to try to fight the symptoms if they're if they're not bearable. And I wonder this: Can you develop allergies as you age? My wife now thinks she has allergies, and uh, she's like, "I've never had this before. I think I have allergies now." Can you develop them as you get older? Uh, sure. One of the, one of the theories behind developing allergies is is, is chronic exposure to the uh, to the allergen. We have a lot of people that move from up north to down south, and, and their allergies go away for some amount of time until they, their body starts reacting to the pollen here. So, sure, that, that happens all the time. So is that something then where it's actually you're moving to a different location, you're being exposed to allergens, or somebody that lives in the same spot as they get older? I mean, is, is that something you can develop without going to another area of the country or being exposed to a different type of allergen? I think what happens a lot in those cases is uh, in certain seasons there, there's a certain pollen load in the air, and every once in a while there becomes a kind of a super 
pollen spring. And, and we, we've seen it here a couple of times where the uh, normal springs, people, some people have their symptoms that are going to have them every year, and, and most people don't. Whereas this year, you know, even I had some allergy symptoms this spring. Gotcha. All right, Dr. Turk, if you could kind of wrap it up for us. Seasonal allergies in a nutshell, what do we need to know that we don't know right now? What you need to know is that the simple over-the-counter medicines will help in most cases. We can, we can, we can add to that by adding another medicine to it. If, if you have severely intractable allergy symptoms or wheezing that's not made better by medicines, that's an indication to get allergy tested. Fantastic. Dr. Turek, thank you so much for your time. One last question then. Why should someone choose Tidelands Health for their allergy needs? I think, we, you know, the Tidelands physicians, we're all on the, on, on the top, top of our game, and we can uh, treat them effectively, efficiency, and, uh, and at, uh, at a reasonable cost uh, where they're not uh, spending money left and right getting uh, unusual allergy tests. Dr. Turek, thank you so much again. Very informative. We appreciate it. And for more information about Tidelands Health Physicians, Services, and Facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.